As companies fight to secure talent in this hot job market, we're seeing a lot of interesting incentives, hiring bonuses, bolstered benefits packages, etc., which is really great for job seekers. But that doesn't mean that everything being thrown around is great, and some of it's not even good. Let's take this question from Nicole. She asks, a job I'm interested in is offering unlimited time off. Is that as good as it sounds? Finally, a question <laughs> that is not in our top 10. Like every question no. we get so much because this is a relatively, well, it's not, it's not that new, but this has become a hot topic in this hot job market yeah. where you see all the articles and all the advertisements like we give unlimited time off. Now I'm going to be a dream killer <laughs> because as we're always saying, companies are, they have a lot bigger budgets than we do as individuals. And what companies know is that people do not take the time off that they're entitled to. And they've created cultures yes. of kind of fear and resistance around asking for time off. You know, they're putting pressure on senior managers that's putting pressure on middle managers it's just making it kind of uncomfortable to be gone for you know a week at a time much less two weeks at a time and of course you can take all the vacation you're entitled to but yeah yeah so uh you know this was the case before we got into this time of uh unlimited time off this sort of unspoken discomfort around taking any time off, perhaps accepting a, a long weekend that is around, that works around company, major company events and deployments or whatever. So the statistics show that people don't take time off, period, and that this culture permeates where, uh, go back and listen to our podcast episode on workism, uh, talking about how workism is so part of the current employment culture yeah. that to take time off, uh, you're becoming less competitive than your peers. You're missing out. It's just like social media, you know, this, this fear of if I'm not always at work, if I'm not always on social media, what am I missing? So we're in a place where there's a culture of a fear of taking time away, of workism, which the two of us actively work to dismantle yes. in the corporate consulting we do. But with that, do not be glamored by unlimited time off. It's something that's attractive to a lot of people. It sounds good, but in practice, it's almost a worse situation than having two weeks off or four weeks off because at least when you have that defined time, there's a sense of, no, I am entitled to three weeks off a year. And many people will, you know, kind of force themselves to take it. With a limited time off, everything gets all wiggly jiggly <laughs> and there's nothing to keep track of. And then at the end of the fiscal year, you look back and realize you've taken six days off and half a day to have a root canal. <laughs> You know, and you see, you bought into this thing because it was this great <laughs> unlimited time off. You still feel bad about the time you took off. Yeah, and you still feel bad for taking six and a half days off. So, yeah, don't, when evaluating offers, just stay as level-headed as possible. And I will say that um, something people don't do 
it's not just about compensation. It's about compensation and benefits. So you have to look at that full package. And I know there's more questions of that ilk that you want to talk about too. Okay, so a lot of people wonder if they should be more concerned with pay or with a company's culture. So what do you think is the right way to look at this pay versus culture question? It's funny too, because you know what? I, in my mind, kind of look at culture as a benefit. Oh, 100%. I look at that yes. as part of the equation. And I think taking my own advice, the most succinct I can be about this is to say it's not an either or thing. Uh, I can't believe the people we work with who get so, so hung up on one thing. They have a great adoption benefit. Yeah. Or I'm, I'm getting paid 12% more than at my last job. But then when we look at the whole package, right? It's like, yeah, well, they have a, a $5,000 adoption benefit but you're going to go from five weeks off to two weeks off. Yeah. I'm coining a new phrase right now. We're going to call that a single issue employee. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really. So it's not an either or thing. And let me just say now, because there's a lot of sort of bashing pay and, you know, kind of making it sound like pay doesn't matter. Your pay equals value. If oh. you don't feel like you're being valued, the culture and these other benefits don't matter. So we are not two people who are going to tell you, like, don't focus on the pay or the money will come. Pay does matter. It's a critical component. Do not be won over by great benefits for bad pay because yep. that is your value. And I'll tell you what you agree to come in at. And we could do how many episodes on this. What you agree to come in at is critical and that's why companies know that if they swing this the right way they catch you excited you're getting the job offer they know exactly the psychological state you'll be in and you're not very likely to negotiate out of excitement yep. and they bring you in at a place that over the years of your employment there will be very advantageous to them so we always say sit down, count to 10, never give a instant answer on the phone and really evaluate everything. Remember too, you always have to be paid your value yep. or more. Pay cannot overcome a bad culture. So it works both ways. Yes, you need both. Yeah. You need good pay that makes you feel valued and you need a culture that values you. Yeah, well put. All right, last question. If a company you're really interested in isn't offering the kind of benefits you're interested in, can you negotiate them? Yeah, it's, this is such a great question. I think you and I are probably shocked is not too strong of a term. Regularly, when we learn what companies we work with and people we work with who are working for these companies are interviewing the things they will and won't budge on. And I have gotten to the place in the last few years, this is kind of an arm of the business that I oversee, that everything 
is negotiable. <laughs> Sometimes the most or the most surprising things aren't negotiable. So for instance, if you've been an executive at a company or a senior level person and say you've gotten four weeks off or six weeks off, if another top tier company is gonna recruit you over and you're at that level, they'll usually match the vacation you had because you know, as a seasoned professional with X experience, it's a no brainer. But there's times when even top tier companies won't budge on that. Yeah, they're like and petulant children. Yeah, you've got to you've got to come in and you know, as a senior person, you'll start at maybe three weeks or four weeks, but they will not match your six weeks. On the other side of the spectrum, we've worked with companies that will pull a benefit out of thin air. You know, if somebody says, Oh, my last company had this benefit or an adoption credit, or let's use that again, or something. And, and maybe the company won't materialize the benefit, but they'll materialize a financial component to cover the yeah. loss of that benefit. So I think the theme here in this podcast is evaluate everything. Pay on the one side, and on the other side, benefits, which includes culture and look at every single component as being negotiable. Isn't this one of the most exciting ways that we empower candidates? When we give candidates at this late stage advice on this very part of the process, it's so exciting to see how they get so emboldened mm -hmm. because they've They've gotten the offer. They've made it through all the first stages, many of the things we talked about early in this podcast series. Great job search documents. Speaking to their impact succinctly. Speaking to the impact they can make at the company succinctly. Going through interviews with similar excellence. And they're, now they're at this point where the ball is in their courts. Yeah. We give them these tips on how to negotiate, you know, uh, a certain amount of time before you accept the offer. No, you're not going to do it on the phone. You're going to do it on your terms, not their terms. And how to get back to every single point with really thoughtful questions that don't turn off the employer uh, more than anything show they've made the right decision because you're thoughtfully, respectfully just kind of going through all the details of the offer and how they can best align with your needs and your value so that you can feel great about accepting this offer. Uh, it's an exciting thing. So when it gets to that point, do not buy into the excitement with a desperate yes. <laughs> Don't pressure out. Yeah, this is when things get really exciting and the ball is totally in your court.